Adults, do you remember how hard it was to be a kid going to bed on Christmas Eve? Kids, Pastor Michael is identifying with you right now. I know what it feels like to go to sleep on Christmas Eve, or at least try to, and then to turn your head and to see the clock two minutes at a time, feeling like hours coming by, waiting, anticipating the morning coming to be able to receive the gifts that you know are going to be under the tree, but it just seems like it's going to take forever. You know, as we look at text of scripture this afternoon together, I want to do it in such a way to show us that there were those waiting in anticipation, longing for Jesus to come. The Savior that God had promised to send, they were looking for, they were longing for, they were waiting for in anticipation Him to come. One of those who was waiting was a man by the name of Simeon, and we encounter him in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 22, and I want to read the text for us, and I want us to look at it for just a few moments together. We pick up where we left off this past Sunday morning, Luke chapter 2, verse 22, When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they, that's Jesus' parents, this is about a month and a half after he was born in Bethlehem, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Verse 25, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout. Listen, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God. And he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. A sword will pierce through your soul also so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Father, we ask tonight that you would open our eyes that we would be able to see 
You would open our ears that we would be able to hear. And that you would open our hearts and our minds that we would be ready to respond to your word and to your spirit on this Christmas Eve. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, as we look at this passage, as we've been walking as a church family over the last number of weeks together, looking at the songs that were sung at the original Christmas time, at the original Christmas story, we come to Simeon's song. And I want you to notice this about Simeon. Simeon looked forward to Jesus' birth in anticipation. Just imagine that for him. For his entire life, he was looking forward to the Savior, the Messiah coming. He was longing. He was waiting. He was anticipating what it would be like when God's promise was ultimately fulfilled in his son, Jesus Christ, coming to this earth. He couldn't wait. Just like many of the kids who are in this room today will go to bed tonight and they will be antsy. It'll be hard to go to sleep because they know that tomorrow's coming. They know that the gifts are going to be under the tree. They know that they're going to wake up and what they wanted, hopefully parents, is there and they'll get to see it. They'll get to open it. They'll get to enjoy it. They'll get to experience. And that anticipation will be resolved and they will see exactly what they were longing for all along. And that is exactly what's going on for Simeon. Just a month and a half after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, God fulfilling his promise to send his son as the savior to save people from their sins. Simeon is in the temple in Jerusalem and he hears a word from the Lord and the promise that God makes to him is you will not die before you see the savior. Simeon is looking forward in anticipation. And then Mary and Joseph show up with the baby Jesus, just about 45 or so days old. And Simeon takes Jesus, the Savior, in his hands. And he sings a song about him. And he tells Mary and Joseph how amazing it is that he has been able to see the Savior. You know, what's interesting is, as Simeon was looking forward to Jesus' birth, to the Savior coming in anticipation, we look at it a bit differently. In fact, a couple of thousand years later, we look back on Jesus' birth. Whereas Simeon was looking forward to it, he was anticipating, he was waiting. We look back, and the reason that you're gathered here today is to celebrate what happened when Jesus came. To look back and to celebrate Jesus' birth. But I want us to know that there's two vital questions that we must ask in light of that. In light of us gathering here, in light of, of us looking back in celebration, and 
celebrating tomorrow, Christmas together. Here's the first question. Has that celebration of Christmas led to life transformation? You see, the truth is Jesus didn't come 2,000 years ago just to show up. Jesus came 2,000 years ago as a baby in a manger in Bethlehem for a purpose, for a mission. And what Simeon says about Jesus is that he is the fulfillment of the promises that God has made to send one who would save his people. And so as we celebrate Christmas, the question before every single one of us is, is that celebration transforming our lives? Meaning, have we, looking back, recognizing that Jesus Christ is the Savior, received Him as our Savior? Has His birth in Bethlehem His sinless life, his death on the cross, paying for your sin and my sin. Have we received what he came to do for ourselves? We say that Jesus Christ is the greatest gift that has ever been given, but it's only the greatest gift that's ever been given to you if you have received it for yourself. And I have no doubt that There are some who have come in tonight. Maybe you've come in with family. Maybe you saw something online and said, you know, maybe I should go to church. Maybe I should show up and see what this is all about, why they're celebrating. And I want you to know that Jesus came as a baby in a manger 2,000 years ago for a purpose. That purpose was to take your sin and my sin to the cross, to die and to pay for those sins. And he rose from the grave on the third day, securing salvation, the most precious gift that you could receive, especially this time of year. So in just a few moments, If you need to take the step of trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior, we're going to have an opportunity for you as we sing together to take that step. Maybe you're not yet ready to take that step. Maybe you've got questions. Maybe you came with someone tonight and they're a member of this church. They attend here. And as you go home with them, you you need to take the opportunity to say, What was that pastor talking about? How can I receive that gift that he said is available? I want you to notice, though, that there's another question. And this question is aimed at believers, those who have taken the step of trusting Jesus Christ. It's this question. Has that life transformation you experienced receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior led to expectation. Say, Michael, what do you mean by that? See, when Jesus Christ left this earth after his resurrection, he made a promise. His promise was he would come again. 
And I want to encourage you, if you are a follower of Jesus, like Simeon, you should be expecting Jesus' return. You should be longing for, in anticipation, him coming back. Whereas when he came the first time, it was to inaugurate his kingdom, he will come back as the conquering king. And what that means for us is that we should give our lives in anticipation and expectation of his return, doing exactly what he called us to do. And that is pointing other people to him. I want to ask you to bow your heads and to close your eyes with me. Our worship team will make their way back to the stage. We'll sing some songs here as we close out our time together. But as we do that, it would be tragic if you came here tonight having never taken the step of trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior, for you to leave still not having taken that step. You see, Jesus came for a purpose. That purpose was to save you. And this evening is... We get ready to celebrate Christmas tomorrow. You have an opportunity for that celebration to lead to life transformation in your life. And if you need to take that step tonight, I want to encourage you that you can pray a simple prayer from your heart something like this God I know that I am a sinner and I need a savior to save me from my sin I believe that Jesus who came as a baby in a manger who lived a perfectly sinless life who took my sin on the cross and paid for those who died and rose again on the third day, I believe that he can save me from my sin. And I ask him to do that tonight. I receive him as my savior. Thank you for the greatest gift that I could ever receive. If you prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you to, before you leave, grab one of the cards in the seat back in front of you and just fill it out with your name, your contact information, and let us know that you made that decision. We want to follow up with you, encourage you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. I want to encourage you to share that with someone, maybe someone that you came with tonight. Or as you leave, just grab my hand and say, Pastor Michael, I prayed that prayer tonight. 
for those of you who are believers, are you anticipating Christ's return? Are you longing for it? Are you waiting for it? Are you doing what he's called you to do and pointing others to Jesus? What a phenomenal time of year to do that. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this time that we are able to gather together to sing. Father, for the ones that are here that have not yet taken the step of trusting Jesus as their Savior, would you help them take that step? Would you help them ask the questions that they need to ask? Father, for those who prayed that prayer, would you give them the boldness to fill out a card, to share that with someone that they came with, to share that with me as they leave tonight. Father, would you, in the lives of the believers here, remind us that Jesus who came as a baby 2,000 years ago is coming back as King. May we wait in expectation and anticipation and may our lives be marked by that. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to encourage you to stand and to sing with us right now. Just a few minutes, we'll begin to light candles together.